Hello and welcome to AI Daily, where daily is defined however you want it to be. I'm Farb. I'm here with my co-hosts, Ethan and Connor. And after yesterday's banger episode with more news than you could probably consume or absorb, we're back with some big stories. The first one, Anthropics Claude and their 100K content token content limit content window. Tell us a little bit more about this, Connor. Yeah, this is a massive jump. GPT-4 right now only has 32,000 at its peak. Um, I think Claude... Most people have access, right? If you have access, most people deal with normal GPT-3.5, which I believe has 8,000. Um, and normal Claude is 9,000. So going to 100,000, we can now fit entire books. We can now fit hundreds of pages of business documents. We can now fit entire APIs of code and ask questions over it, ask technical questions. I think the example they gave was, they gave it the Great Gatsby, which is 72,000 tokens. And they changed one little sentence in the middle of the book and it's, and Claude found the difference in just 22 seconds. For a person reading that much would probably take like five hours and even noticing it would probably take longer than that, so. Yeah, this is, uh, we've entered what I like to call the uh, free photos uh, free f or free online storage uh, era of AI where each week some this is like back in the day when photos started going online and storage started going in the cloud and one person gave you a gigabyte of free photos and then someone else was 10 gigabytes and then someone comes out with unlimited photo storage so we're in the sort of you know endless one-upping each other on the number of tokens that you can put into any AI. Ethan, do you, how do you see this ending? Where is this gonna be? Is it just gonna be a year from now, a million tokens, a billion tokens, the entire universe? I, I, I certainly hope so. Yeah, I think this is a current battle between the vector databases and the context window. So are you gonna need all these vector databases and splitting things and embedding them, or are these context windows gonna get big enough that you can put all the information you need in order to accomplish your task. I think one thing important to note though, is this is still expensive. Um, running GPT-4 with 32,000 context window costs almost, gosh, I think two to $4 every single time you run it. So on Claude, they're right now going with their traditional pricing model and scaling that up if you use 100,000 tokens, but it gets expensive. So two things here is we're getting some great tech on larger context windows, but we need the price to come down for this to really be used for great use cases. I, I believe Claude though, the entire context window only comes out to I think 16 cents. Um, and having a person read the, the exact same amount of content for five hours at 20 bucks an hour, that's a hundred dollars. So value pretty good. Always better, but yeah. It's, it's a good win for the consumer, it seems like. Uh... Let's hope it works out for these companies as well. Our next story, the Stability Animation SDK. This was really cool. I was seeing some of their examples. One of the uh, coolest things that it seems to say is that, you know, there's an unlimited length of video that you can generate here. Ethan, what the, did you dig into this? Yeah, a bit. You can base your animation off text, of course. So text animation, you can base it off an initial image or you can base it off an initial video. And end of the day, we're seeing, you know, we went from stable diffusion images, we've gone to some in-painting, we've seen more and more out of creative media, and now being able to easily generate animations, just the next unlock for creatives, the next unlock for moving to video, moving to full-length feature films, it's cool. And you can see their examples, they're useful, it's available now, and 
the more and more we make this, the more and more use cases it'll unlock. Did they have something called outpainting in this, Connor? Did you see that? You know, can you can you tell folks what that I is? I don't see any outpainting. Do you know what that is? Maybe I'm looking at. Maybe I'm remembering a different story. We worked through a lot of stories here. What did you What did you like about this uh, about this news or find interesting or want to share? It's It's a nice little jump in realism again, because going from static images to even just little animations, it's even. Even like the, in like the 20th century, when we went from drawings and comic books, animations, it was way more immersive, and I think shows the exact same thing with stability. So, absolutely. You, you remember those days? I do. It was good yeah. days. Good days. <laughs> they were when, Steamboat, when Steamboat Willie came out, I was ecstatic. So, we were a proper country. All right. The next and final story for today is Meta AI's announcements around some advertising news they announced three little bits of cool stuff you could do with generative ai and advertising ethan can you tell us some more about it yeah two big pieces they announced one is their ai sandbox and the other is meta advantage so they're really jumping into the generative ad space um, as i think many people expected but between text variation or background creation or image outcropping they're really trying to build the toolkits to generate better ads using all this tech we've seen a lot of startups try to play in this space so i think it's a bit of a threat to some of those these are built directly into meta's ad platform so you want to run an ad on some makeup and test out a hundred different variations of copy, and then you want to test out 50 different variations of the background image, you can do this right in Meta's platform. And I think they filed a patent on some of this tech or some version of this as well that was approved. So they're staying ahead of the pack as always in the ad space and making sure they still control that and own this kind of generative AI advertisement world. We've uh, entered the broke period of AI news where all news is news. Anything you do, make sure there's a PR news story. Everybody is fighting to consume all the air in the room around AI news. Connor, do you see this stopping anytime soon, accelerating? What do you think? I think accelerating. We've seen accelerate even just this week. Yesterday, we had to do our rapid fire episode. We had to go through nine announcements. Um, I think it's only going to keep accelerating. So. Yeah, this is some really cool stuff. You know, one thing I've, it, it's all, what's, what's almost harder to, than keeping track of the actual news itself is where is this news? Is this something that I can use today? Is this something that's, you know, slowly being released to folks? Is it years in the future? Is it the end of this year? Uh, it, it almost seems like some of these uh, players in AI, you know, they, they don't really care if they're causing confusion with regard to this because they got to get the news out. They don't, they, they can't let other people one up them uh, for too long. And so you're seeing everything fly at you at once. Yeah, I don't see that stopping anytime, anytime soon either. But I think in the end, it's, it's really cool news for the customer. Uh, it's going to make or break some companies, probably some big companies and some little companies. So we're really seeing, uh, you know, a few months ago, I think people weren't sure if this was just chat GPT was going to be out for a year and then we may not see something for a while. I remember people talking about you know, there's going to be a plateau of cool new AI stuff. Doesn't seem like that's happening anytime soon. I mean, yeah, like as we talked about yesterday, Meta was definitely leading an open source of the big companies. And now it seems they're starting to get into actual tool, tools for consumers and for businesses. So we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, 
why don't we chat a little bit about what we're seeing out in this space? Uh, Ethan, anything, uh, anything cool you're saying that we didn't talk about yet? Yeah, I got to see and test out a bit Google's Music LM. I know yesterday we covered a ton of announcements from Google. Um, we didn't get to cover Music LM, so I wanted to mention it today. Really cool technology. I think, uh, you know, just like we're seeing across advertisements or art um, or any of these other creative fields, we're seeing the same thing in music. So this Music LM, you can put in some text and you can generate music in the style that you want to sleep to or music in the style of country or whatever it may be. Short clips for now, but as they extend it out and generate longer music, make it editable easier, we're just going to see more and more creators use it. Um, so I've enjoyed it. I got yeah, access I tried it out in, about yeah. an hour ago myself. I'm not even kidding. I got access to it an hour ago and I, I, I've been playing with it. I, I wish it was longer. It, it created some cool stuff. It will not create any music around any artists that you mention in there. Even if you say just, you know, inspire it by it. I tried to get to get it to make some, yeah. you know, daft punk sounding music, but but it kept refusing. And so then I said, make it in the style of a famous French duo that plays electronic music. Uh, and it actually came out sort of daft punky looking. How about you, Connor? Yeah, I tried it out this morning on my phone in the AI test kitchen. It's actually a lot faster than I thought it would be. I thought it would be like kind of slow and load, but it's pretty snappy. So yeah. Very cool. like it. it's a cool experience. Just I need longer, longer tunes to vibe with. Uh, what are you seeing, Connor? Um, Elicit popped up my feed yesterday. They're like a they're like a research AI search. It's a lot better than like a Google Scholar or like a Gale or an EBSCO. Um, it's a beautiful product. It's one of my favorite products in AI. We'll link it below. But what do you, you know. what do you love about it? Uh, it's just it summarizes each part of a research paper. It helps you like search better, so you can type in a very vague search question, and it'll give you some better search questions. And then it pulls out the necessary parts of a research paper that normally you'd have to go and dig through to find in a paper. And I think it's like one of the best use cases. It's very straightforward that I've seen. So clean UI too, right? Yeah, very clean. Yeah. It's fine-tuned around research papers in general, or? I think it's just some of the prompting and some of the, like, design and just how they've thought through the, like, using, like, of it, so. Yeah. What, what's the model it's running on? I'm pretty sure it's GPT 3.5 or GPT 4, so. Okay. Yeah. And it's available for people to use now? It's been available for a while, yeah. So cool. Well, I'll uh, I'll share a little. I'll show my 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 brother um, wrote a tweet uh, yesterday about um, how he was putting some things that Naval, our good friend, was saying on AirChat, uh, which is a cool platform. If you haven't checked it out, we're going to try and uh, get some of our content on there as well. But uh, what I thought was cool about this was it wasn't so much a matter of hey, here is a bunch of stuff that Naval has written in the past. Make some tweets about it or train on Naval content and then pretend you're Naval. It was more around making it easier for people to take, go from one mode or, you know, one modality to another. So here's a situation where Naval is just speaking uh, off the cuff, not necessarily editing every word he's saying, but still, you know, saying in, in intelligent and insightful things. And instead of him having to go back and be like, oh, how would I write that as a tweet? Claude was able to basically take this audio and turn it into something that would have sounded like what Naval would have tweeted, but not something that he actually wrote. So I, I thought that was kind of a pretty cool use of AI that wasn't the typical train on this person and then act like you're this person, just sort of making it easier to move from an audio modality to say a text modality. 
Yeah, crazy how easy that is nowadays, just taking the transcript of audio, moving it over to Poe, and getting a tweet in the style of him. So Yeah, for sure. Well, okay, well, the, the AI news will not stop, and we will not stop bringing it to you, and uh, hopefully as, as daily as we can. Thank you, uh, Connor and Ethan, for doing this with me here today, and thank you all for joining and watching, and we'll see you hopefully tomorrow. See you guys.